radio check. Now, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And now, if you're not completely satisfied, a few words from better than ever in your neighborhood. Everything parts. Garden City, 70 reported by Dodge City and Liberal, 7222 over by the good folks. Hey guys, welcome to RX Radio. I am your host, Dr. Richard Waith, and today I have an awesome episode with Dr. Tyler Dalton, a community pharmacist who's super passionate about nutrition. On this episode, not only do we talk about how to get our patients bought in on nutrition, we also remember how important it is as healthcare professionals to make sure we're taking care of ourselves as well. All right, let's get into the show. I have Dr. Tyler Dalton on the show today, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to to uh, do this interview with me today. You are a hard man to get a hold of. I'm not going to lie. We've been trying to plan this for a while, but you finally got it in. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I'm finally glad to, uh, to be on the show. I know we've been tag teaming for a couple weeks, and so it was good to finally get on here and and hash some things out. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, again, as I said, I'm really excited to have you on. Let's start by telling uh, by you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am an independent community pharmacist by trade, graduated from the Harrison School of Pharmacy in Auburn, Alabama in 2016, and I focus on, I do work in the community, but I also focus on helping patients optimize um, their health and wellness through focusing on their nutrition. Yes. So that was definitely something that uh, caught my eye with you, Um, uh, other than the fact that you're extremely athletic, but uh, the fact that uh, uh, you are very focused on nutrition uh, in terms of providing care to to people. Um, What has been like the inspiration behind that? Um, That's not similar to, you know, the the average pharmacist, I would say. So I think for me, nutrition has always been something I've been focused on, something I can remember since being a young kid, uh, always being interested in it, but it wasn't until really my uh, fourth year of pharmacy school where my health had really just gone downhill. Um, I gained a significant amount of weight just due to high stress, you know, life uh, on the road with rotations, yeah. eating a lot of fast food. And I always had a little bit of clinical information in my, in my mind about proper nutrition, but I'd really let things go. And so at that point, you know, I was on a couple of medications for for horrible heartburn and my blood pressure was getting really high. Um, and I really just thought, you know, I just really need to take um, my food for thought and really, if I'm going to preach, you know, things to patients about, you know, working on your diet and working on exercise, I really need to practice that myself. So mm-hmm. for me, it was more of a personal journey where I was able to lose a good amount of weight and to get off all of my medications. Um, and really the more I started to study nutrition, um, it's fascinating to me how many different diseases um, and different lifestyle things, you know, can be impacted by the foods that we're eating and the choices we make every single day. So that's something that's carried over into my personal life, and it's something I try to educate my patients about and give them the option to know that this information is there, mm-hmm. um, and they can really improve their life through nutrition. Well, that is an amazing story. Uh, you know, it, it's so easy to lose track of, you know, especially about your own personal health during pharmacy school because you have so much going on. I mean, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your career, um, you know, professional development, if you're involved, if there's family. So I can easily see how, you know, and, and I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure there's many of us out there that have been in the same position where we just lost control of things because we were so focused on making sure you know, things were set right for, for our career. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, for patients and 
I spoke with the pharmacist not too long ago and, and the word deprescribing came up. And, um, you know, sometimes I think this goes in line with, you know, the looking at things from like a um, nutritional standpoint and from like a, a holistic view. What, what are your thoughts on deprescribing and, and, you know, people trying to get off their medications? Yeah, I think it's um, it's a, something I really do focus on with patients. Again, I think about 80% of the diseases we're treating out there are preventable and reversible through lifestyle um, and diet-related modifications. Um, that's something I always focus on with patients. Whenever you know, I have a new patient come in with a prescription, especially for something for simple as heartburn, you know, I always focus on you know, let's get down to the principles. What are you eating? What what things are you doing in your daily life that could be impacting this? And what is modifiable? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hard thing to really think about as a pharmacist is to use those those motivational interviewing skills and to really empower the patient to make that decision and that change for themselves because we can have all the knowledge and information we want about, you know, getting off medications, but if they don't have that inner drive and that inner motivation, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've had to learn um, as a pharmacist is really – you can't change everyone all at once. Um, I think people have to be ready at a certain amount of time. So, again, I always try to influence nutrition with patients whenever I see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are ready immediately, some are not. So as far as deprescribing goes, um, something that always comes to mind is patients uh, with uh, very bad type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's very manageable and very even reversible with um, the proper diet. And so... I think deprescribing is definitely doable. Um, again, I've done it myself. I was on um, a number of different heartburn medications, and I had several colleagues and even some pharmacy professors that told me like, it was not possible for me to get off these medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a series of less than two weeks or so, you know, of you know, pretty drastic dietary changes, I was able to get off these medications, and I have never had any more flare-ups again. So. Um, I'm definitely a fan of deprescribing. It has to be done under close supervision, I think, and yeah. you know, being associated with a good uh, healthcare professional or healthcare team is definitely super important when it comes to that. Yeah, definitely. And I think how, how is it like, let's say like a day, a normal day for you at the pharmacy, you know, is it, are you really drilling it down their throats or how, like, do they get annoyed when they see you and you have to talk about nutrition all the time or, or do you kind of, you know, kind of subtly squeeze it in there? How, how's that like for you? Yeah. So again, it's, um, you know, take it as it comes whenever, you know, it is the independent pharmacy, so um, I always try to focus, especially if it's a new patient, bring them to the side, take a few minutes, maybe if I can, talk about nutrition, um, and just really try to give them that seed and let them know that information's there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, there's a patient I have who has um, heart failure, and his exacerbations continue to get worse and worse, and his breathing's getting worse, um, and his doctor keeps prescribing more medications. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with him and his wife about about um, a meal plan and a book um, written by uh, Dr. Esselstyn about reversing um, heart failure with dietary changes. So I gave them the book, and then so that's led to some different conversations. We've talked, you know, after hours about some some changes that he can make and really trying to implement a more of a plant-based diet into his regimen. Mm-hmm. But that's something again that's taken a few touches every every week. So it's something that takes a little bit of time. I think just especially in an independent pharmacy, not everyone is coming there for wellness or coming there to be well. They're coming there because it's something that's drilled into their mind that they're going to take a pill for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing for, you know, a lot of people to, to even, you know, cope with. So, uh, you know, speaking of 
you know, uh, how you helped your patients, what, what are some good ways I think that pharmacists, cause you know, no one wants to hear, okay, eat more vegetables you know, and, and we all know it's one of those things that we all know we have to do it, you know, but not everyone will, will, will actually take that leap. But what are some ways that pharmacists can have an impact on, on patients' nutrition, like to really, um, to really drive that home and really get them bought into, uh, uh, to, you know, thinking more about their nutrition? Sure. Um, I think really just finding something that patients like that's healthy. So I think for me, it's always just, you know, talking to patients again, trying to do the best job I can with an overall view of the foods that they're eating on a daily basis, um, trying to limit extremely processed foods, um, and really trying to understand what the patient knows about nutrition. Because, you know, we do all know that we should eat more fruits and vegetables, but what actually does that mean? Um, so talking to patients and just finding ways to have incremental changes in their diet. You're eating uh, an extra salad a day or an extra salad a week can make a big impact or reducing you know, a bag of potato chips here and there can really have a big impact on those patients. Um, and pharmacists are known as the most accessible healthcare provider. Yep. NCPA always talks about how pharmacists see patients on average 36 times a year. That's more than any other healthcare provider out there. So, you know, we get more touches with those patients. So, you're following up with them. We all know our patients very well. You know Miss Smith's coming in. You know, you know how she's doing in her family life. So really trying to focus on that each time you see them. It's like, hey, how's your diet going? I know you've talked about implementing this certain change. Mm-hmm. Is that still working for you? If not, then you know let's you know team up together and figure out something else that's going to work for you that's doable and it's not something that's drastic. You know, I think a lot of times um, when people hear the word diet, they get, you know, it's a big and scary word. And so Mm -hmm. they don't really want to change their foods or change their current lifestyle. So incremental change is huge when it comes to, you know, having good results when it comes uh, to health status overall. Yeah, I think, wow. I mean, that's definitely some, I think, great advice that I'm going to, you know, use to, to, in my practice and, and and try to deploy to people to to get them more bought in. Now, what about the what about the other side of things in terms of what about pharmacists or other healthcare professionals that are in this you know busy world? And you know we have families, we got a lot of things going on, or even the pharmacy student that's in school right now. Um, you know, try to balance everything. What's your best advice? You know, for I guess for better nutrition for us. Um, you know, as the healthcare professional that that you know we can all learn from. Sure. I think for me, uh, the biggest thing is always being prepared with some sort of snack or something that's easy to make. Um, one of the best purchases that I made, unfortunately, after pharmacy school, uh, was an Instapot cooker. And you can throw in you know, whole grain rice, uh, throw in quinoa, uh, throw in some steamed vegetables, and in 10 minutes, it's cooked, it's easy, it's done. So always having something on hand, whether it's some fruit, an apple, um, having a banana, just something healthy around. Um, that you can really curb your appetite because I feel like times when I'm at the pharmacy um, and I don't eat, most of us don't eat, you know, for five, six, seven hours and you finish your shift and the first thing you want to do is go to Chick-fil-A and get a big combo. Yeah. So <laughs> I think really just trying to have, you know, something to really curb your appetite so you're not um, ravenous whenever you get off your shift. So just being prepared is probably the biggest thing that helped me. Um, and I think that's just the best thing to have um, just foods that are around that are healthy. Yeah, I need to look into that actually because I, I that sounds like it's something I would use. I think I'm going to try to find uh, you know one on Amazon and include a uh, a link to that in the in the show notes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Be cool. uh, 
speaking of Amazon, uh, what uh, what are your thoughts on what's happening, man? I mean, you know, we've all seen the headlines. We all see the craziness that's going on. What do you uh, what are you seeing right now for the future of pharmacy? Yeah, I think it's it's a very interesting uh, and potentially scary time for pharmacists. I know me and you have talked about this a little bit, um, but yeah, Amazon could definitely disrupt the current pharmacy setting. Um, I think that there's a lot of potential for them to really create some efficiencies in the system. There's definitely a lot of inefficiency uh, with healthcare in general, but with communication. And as we know, Amazon is extremely efficient at streamlining things and simplifying the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually read a study that uh, about 80% of people uh, polled would say that they would use Amazon pharmacy if that was to come out in the the near future, which for community pharmacists, that's horrifying. Um, <laughs> that's so I think, crazy, man. I think, honestly, yeah, I mean, oh, that, that could really cut a number of jobs in an already saturated uh, market. So yeah. I think for pharmacists, we have to create ways to become indispensable. Um, and I think by providing value in a number of different ways, whether it's through you know, general education, you know, the, the information stuff that you keep putting out, um, or nutrition, or different aspects are really things that are going to majorly impact and set yourself apart in the market when, you know, something like this does come in, come into play. Yeah. And how, being that you're at, a, you're at an independent pharmacy, I mean, have you spoken to the owners or, you know, what are your thoughts on being an, at an independent pharmacy as, as to what's going to happen there? Like, you know, like kind of on the micro, smaller, like individual level. Sure. Yeah. So we've definitely talked about, um, Amazon coming into the marketplace and CVS just released something yesterday how they're going to do next day delivery across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for independence, it really sets a, a little different bar than most chains because like our customers are very loyal to us. It's a family. A lot of them, again, have been coming there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a little different mentality than a lot of the folks that I've seen that have, you know, are going to chain drugstores. And then also a lot of independents offer so many more things than simply just dispensing medication. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Amazon could provide a lot of value to the pharmacy world, but there's also a lot of things that are extremely important when it comes to seeing a patient face-to-face or having a, an actual, you know, relationship with the patient. So I think those are some limitations that Amazon will see when it comes to, you know, health outcomes or really making those connections with patients. And then patients have to want to switch too. So it's just, again, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pros and cons I think could definitely come from the Amazonification of pharmacy. Yeah. So have you, um, I, this is a, this is a little bit of a, of an interesting question that I'm going to ask. And I want to ask because I got asked this question, um, when I did a talk recently at the university of Florida college of pharmacy. But when I was in pharmacy school, I was, I was, there was almost no shot that you're going to get me to do anything else but community. And I, and I almost did a residency too, because I prepared myself, you know, grade-wise, involvement-wise, and all that stuff to do a residency because, you know, just in case. But it was a really tough thing that convinced me to not do community at that time. Now, that was just three years ago, you know, like three short years ago. And so many mm-hmm. things have changed now. If someone asked you, you know, someone that's passionate about caring for people, building relationships with people, and, and trying to serve their community, if someone asked you, you know, would it be, you know, if, if community pharmacy is still a good a good um, idea for them to pursue. How would you, uh, well, how would you ha- handle that question? So I still think there will be, you know, value in community pharmacies. I don't think they're going to go away, even with the implementation of 
getting a representation of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, again, to build your brand, to work on providing content and putting out information. So, mm-hmm. you know, while you're studying all these topics and areas, you can really use that you know, to make different videos. I think that would be helpful for you and helpful for patients. But um, I still am a huge fan of Uni Pharmacy. I think mm-hmm. it plays a huge role in this country. I mean, there's over 23,000 independent pharmacies. Um, I know they could they could easily be impacted by Amazon, but mm-hmm. I know that there still will be a place for them in some way, shape, or form, whether that's you know Whole Foods or whatever aspect. I I don't think they're going away ultimately. Yeah, I think you know I think there's going to be an interesting time because. I think with the, you know, with uh, some companies offering, you know, robots filling prescriptions and then the home deliveries, I think it's it's taking away some like a lot of the hands on pharmacist um, opportunities and duties. But it's also Mm -hmm. on the other side of it, creating a huge white space and the need for, you know, uh, pharmacy provided care, like people to better manage their medications, like basically, you know, the real essence of MTM. Um, exactly. You know, yeah. So that, you know, we don't really know where that's going to be like also because there might be people that are going to start to complain. Well, you know, I have all these questions. What do I do? And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that we'll be able to develop ourselves, uh, you know, to fill that gap. So um, but, you know, it really is going to be a, a fun, interesting time um, again. Dr. Dalton, thank you so, so much for for taking the time to be on this with me. Do, do you have any parting thoughts or anything you want to leave the listeners with? Well, I would just say, again, you know, there's always going to be a lot of changes. My family's been in the world of pharmacy over 100 years, and I think there's always a a pessimistic view to some degree for pharmacists. But Mm -hmm. I think always follow your dreams, follow what you want to do, um, and don't let the market really dictate, you know, and put a negative impact on it. If there's something out there that you want to do, if there's some area of pharmacy that you want to get involved with, get out there, do it hustle work hard late nights and make it happen well um, that awesome advice but i got to take a step back here your pharmacy is your family has been in pharmacy for how long over 100 years really uh my, yeah, my great-grandfather uh started an independent pharmacy in 1903 oh my that is in that is crazy man that is you're like third generation pharmacist man i hope fourth generation fourth generation oh man i hope that i can do that you know, type of legacy, man. That is, that is amazing. That, and how, like, so you pretty much grew, you grew up in a pharmacy or? Yeah, I grew up in, in pharmacy. And honestly, uh, it's something I never really thought I would go into. Um, just growing up in it, I thought it was kind of boring to be honest. And I was like, there's way too many pills out there. There's no way I could memorize those. Yeah. Um, and so even though I grew up in it and was well versed in it, both my parents are pharmacists. Um, that was not something I wanted to do until I got to college. And then, started working at an independent, got back in that connection with patients. And that really kind of drew me back into pharmacy. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, talk about legacy. Like I, that is a new goal for me. I'm trying to build like a hundred years of pharmacy, man, for, for, so if you're a family member of mine and you're like my daughter or grandson, whatever, I hope you're listening to this and I hope I did it. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, Dr. Dahl, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Sorry, before we go, what's the best way that people can, uh, can reach you? So I'm really active on Instagram and it's just at Tyler Dalton Uh, and Twitter is really good way to connect as well. It's at Dr. Tyler Dalton. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate you having having you on here and you taking the time to spend it with me. I appreciate it. It was an honor to be on here.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I hope it was as insightful to you as it was to me. Please leave me a comment on Instagram or on iTunes. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Any feedback is going to be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, see you over the counter. Pharmacy.